0: Well, greetings and salutations, listeners of the Calvary Cast. It is Wednesday morning, August 10th, 1044 a.m., and uh, you're at episode 86. I am Graham Parker, alongside co-host, host, Jess Miller. Jess, tell the people in Radio Land how you're doing today.
1: I'm doing well. I feel hip and cool now with this new music we have.
0: Hip and cool with our new music, and uh, we are... Uh, you're here, you've been in the uh podcast lab, cranking out content for the people, so we have a exciting episode on board today,
1: yeah, I guess we could put it that way. I just have things that I wanted to talk about from Romans three, of course, that I wanted to elaborate on
0: right. I don't really actually know entirely what this is all about,
1: right, so it's kind of on me, but it's kind of on you in a minute, we're gonna talk about um the love of the father hmm. for us displayed in the cross of christ so um you know we i guess we can get into that yeah. in a
0: minute do you have anything else that we need to talk about
1: um no actually we don't no banter <laughs> no, nothing no, no there's banter nothing that we uh, need to discuss
0: how boring i know how boring. But nobody
1: really, do they really, now there's two types of people. There are people that enjoy the banter right. of a podcast and those that hate So
0: it. a shout out to the person that I talked to last night who said most podcasts he doesn't like the banter. Zach Sullivan, I was talking to Zach. Hmm. And he's, he's a little iffy on the banter. He says our banter's okay because he knows us. Right. But otherwise he usually skips the banter now. I always like the banter.
1: I always skip the banter too. Do so, you really? Yeah, I do. I don't really enjoy it. and But I suppose if I knew the people, then See, I would enjoy I that I said, if I had a relationship. If you know it yeah. or
0: you've been in the podcast, like you've listened long enough mm-hmm. that you feel like you have some sort of camaraderie with these people, then you get their jokes and their humor and all that, and you think it's yeah. cool. So Yeah.
1: You, yep, You can picture them as they're talking about it and different things, so
0: I agree. All right. We bantered about banter. Let's uh, move to our topic.
1: Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> oh, wow.
1: <laughs> you didn't know the second one was coming?
0: No, I didn't know. That was a surprise. The first one, I wanted to like give this like, ah, da, 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 you know, so it's... Actually, it kind of startled me. That was the plan. Oh, okay. So it worked. Well, then it did work, yes. Anyway, on to the topic.
1: On to the topic. Um, let's see, how can I intro this?
0: <laughs> did I just ruin it with my sound effect? Sorry about that.
1: No, I'm just thinking... Like how I want to, because basically what we've talked about in the past, like when we go through a passage, there's Mm -hmm. other things we see or things like we could have preached an entire message on this, but uh, we didn't. So, and I want to move on from Romans 3. I know your son was very distraught about that Sunday. Actually, it wasn't my son. Who? Oh, really? Who was it?
0: I don't know, but it wasn't my son. It was somebody, a visitor? I don't know if it's a visitor or not.
1: Oh, I thought it was you guys. I wouldn't have drawn attention to it. <laughs> I thought it was Cohen. <laughs> no. <laughs> no,
0: it was a good line though. It worked really well, you know. Yeah, people thought it was funny. People and it was hopefully, fun.
1: that family did too. Whoever that was. Yes. Yeah, I wasn't looking up when I said it, so I just assumed <laughs> I knew it came from the general direction of where you guys were.
0: Yeah, that's good. We'll claim it.
1: So anyway. A lot of people don't know what we were just talking about there if they weren't there Sunday.
0: But If they weren't there Sunday, a baby cried just to say, just after Jess said, turn to Romans 3, and then the baby cried. And I said, this will
1: be our last weekend, and we're yeah. ready to go to Nef- Romans 4 yeah. next week. And then. and
0: then the baby cried, and then you said, I'm sad about Roman- leaving Romans 3 as well. That's and right. It was really well-timed. Yeah, it was good it comedic delivery. It, so. It worked out. So now how do you want to intro us into this, what we're doing? So
1: basically, though, there are there is one thing that stood out to me Sunday morning before I came to church. I was trying to um, read something that would get my, you know, engine revved up or however you could <laughs> say. I was reading from John Owen's Communion with God, and he was talking in there about the love of the Father for us. Mm-hmm. And he made the comment in there that, uh, I'll, I'll just kind of paraphrase it for you because he, his language is tricky, you know, to yeah. read or whatever. But the idea is that Christians have, usually don't have a problem with grasping the love of the Son for sure. them, right? Because as Paul said, Christ loved me mm-hmm. and gave himself up for me, you mm-hmm. know, or died for me. Um, we see in Ephesians 5, of course, you know, love your why as, as Christ loved the yeah. church, gave Himself up for it. So we mm-hmm. we often see the and and feel really the love of Christ for us as we analyze the cross, which we've been doing in in Romans three. But the love of the Father, He made this comment. Like sometimes Christians one walk around wondering, how, but how does a father feel? About mm. Maybe they don't always express it, but it's like this underlying mm. tension there. So. um I want to I want to draw to attention what the Bible very clearly teaches. I mentioned it um, Sunday morning, brought us to Romans five for a minute, just showing us in and through the cross was not just a demonstration of Christ's love for us mm-hmm. or the Son's love for us, but of the Father's as mm-hmm. well. And of course, that doesn't exclude the Holy Spirit, as as we'll see in Romans five, but. Um, But I think that what we see in the cross work of Christ is that God's love is revealed through the work of the Son on the cross and the pouring out of that love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. That's where Romans 5 brings us. Okay. But um, I wanted to to look at Romans 3 for a second here, and he says in verse 25, this is where we parked on on Sunday morning, we talked about the nature of propitiation. He says, Mm -hmm. whom God put forward, that is his Son, as a propitiation to... Uh, by his blood to be received by faith. Now we demonstrated that word propitiation means the appeasement of wrath. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so Christ was this wrath absorbing sacrifice for us, but we can never look at this as though it is, it is, you know, God is mad at us. Right. Right. And so the, the, the nice son, Jesus, right? The loving Jesus, the gracious Jesus, the humble, meek and mild Jesus. Well he he dies for us, you know, and and to make the Father not mad at us mm, anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, so right. I wanna make sure that we understand first of all that the problem that Paul introduced for us in chapter one verse verse eighteen of the wrath of God. Mm-hmm is not only the wrath of the Father, mm-hmm. but of God, I think, generally in the Trinity. That is the wrath of the Father and the Son and the Spirit Right. that the three persons of the one God has towards all humanity. sins. Yeah. Okay? Jesus
0: is not uh, disconnected from that, is right. what you're trying to say.
1: What we'll see in the end is, is that the Son, becoming incarnate, rescues us from His wrath. Yeah. Okay. In um, in Revelation, well, actually, I have it here. I won't look it up, but Revelation six verses fifteen to seventeen, when we see that great day of the wrath of God is 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 coming. So so Paul says another passage in Thessalonians that Jesus delivers us from the wrath to come. Mm. That's the wrath that is displayed in Revelation, beginning in chapter six and running through the book of Revelation. This great wrath that God's wrath being. Re- really fully revealed then, right on everybody. And it says in verse 15 of chapter 6, then the kings of the earth and the grave ones and the generals and the rich and the powerful and everyone slave and free hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains, calling to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who is seated on the throne. This is the Father uh, from chapter 4 of Revelation. And from the wrath of the Lamb. Chapter 5 of Revelation, for the great day of their wrath has come and who can stand? Mm. So when we see uh, the propitiation being made, when we see God putting forth Jesus as a propitiation by his blood, this was to propitiate, to satisfy, to appease the wrath of the triune God, including Mm. the Lamb. Mm-hmm. Right. Including the son, the hmm. eternal son uh, that is is against all human beings for yeah. their ungodliness and righteousness. So it's really quite a picture there that we are ultimately saved from the wrath of God, the triune God, by the work of the triune God yeah. for us through the sun.
0: Right. Like the sun is bearing his own wrath towards sinners. Would right. that be a right way to phrase that?
1: I think so or the yeah the yeah. wrath of God generally right, right? and in the triune God generally but specifically through the son right this wrath is born but I'm mm. trying to show that this isn't it isn't just the 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 angry father right. from whom the loving son yes. delivers us yeah it is the wrath of God and right. oftentimes people don't connect wrath in right. Jesus yeah right right um but there is a sense in which God, uh, which Jesus demonstrates in his earthly ministry that that righteous judgment of mm. wrath when when he uh in John chapter 2 right he he goes Cleanse, into the temple, cleanses the temple yep. and he cleanses the temple yep and then does it again towards the end of his life mm. assuming there were two, two there yep. it, it, and commentators disagree on that but it, but the the point is that this is the wrath of the Son right? yeah. and, the, and the judgment that he brings. So we don't want to divide up the Trinity in that way and thinking mm-hmm. that this is what Jesus is doing. And I think we see that in verse 25 in that phrase, whom God put forward. We have to understand this was all the initiation of God. And in that phrase, I do believe he's talking about most likely pointing to the Father in the Father putting forth his Son. Mm. But this was all the the cross, the way of salvation, the appeasement of wrath was put forward by the one who's, you know, by God himself whose wrath needed to be satisfied, you know. But mm. we see, you know, the Father um, in doing this and in initiating this, and though no, Paul doesn't say it here. Uh, we find very clearly that this was done, if we were to say, why did God do this? Why did God put forth his son of the propitiation to satisfy his own wrath? Answer would be out of love for us. Yeah. Right. That is, and that's what Paul uh, brings out. And he says in chapter five, he says, um, verse eight, God shows his love for us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Uh, since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. Mm. Okay. Uh, for if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life? So the idea is that this is the demonstration of God's love, right? Right in that he put forth his son. John says it even clearer in 1 John 4, verses 9 and 10. He says, in this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be The propitiation for our sins, that Romans three propitiation. So what are we supposed to see at the cross? The wrath of God? Yes. And the love of God, the love of not only the son in dying for us, but the love of the father in sending and giving his son and his son being the propitiation Mm. for our sins is all a demonstration of love of God. Mm. Yeah. So that we don't wonder then about how does God feel about yeah. Me. Because uh we know because hmm. he gave his son.
0: That's right. Yeah. That's really uh important and crucial to to see that.
1: Exactly. It is. And I and I think that way too we're not dividing the Godhead, right? Yep. We're not dividing putting the Godhead at with the wrath. We're not putting him at ra- odds with each other either with the wrath or the love. Yeah. Or uh uh even devel- cultivating affections hmm for one over another. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I realize you like the Father, but I like the Son, you know? Well, I'm <laughs> right. more of a Holy Spirit guy, you know? But no, this is right. all God, right. you know, for us through His Son. And Romans 5 says that then the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. And um idea is, and it's by that, that we can cry out, Abba, Father, to Him, right? Like, we... We know he loves us now. Yeah. Why the Spirit takes that love, plies yeah. it into our hearts, pours it out so that we love God. Hmm. Of course, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world. Mm-hmm. The word so there is is um would be better understood for God loved the world in this way. Sometimes we say Mm. for God loved the world. So (laughs) much. (laughs) Well, that might be true, but that's not what the word means. It's, it's, it's the same thing that he's saying in first John where he's saying, this is the way God's love was demonstrated for us. This is God's love to us. It was demonstrated in this way that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Hmm. Right. And then what Jesus does, Uh, later on in john's gospel i think is really cool for us and if you've ever been a person that struggles with like how does god feel about me right and and i think when we can when we rightly understand the cross oftentimes we feel that like does he love me is how is he angry with me what is this you know disposition towards me right Well, well the problem with that is we the reason we feel that way often is because of the sin in our lives. But yet when we have this right view of the cross, then we understand that that sin has been done away with right through the son in God's love. But we can be assured of his love. In, in John 16 verses 26 and 27, Jesus says in that day, you will ask in my name. And I do not say to you that I will ask the father on your behalf for the father himself loves you. Because you have loved me and believe that I came from God. So what is Jesus assuring the disciples? He's trying to make sure they don't get this misunderstanding, right? right? He's trying to make sure that obviously you get that I love you. Here Mm -hmm. I am. I'm going to lay down my life for Mm -hmm. you, you know, and uh, you get my love for you. But I need you to understand that the Father loves Mm -hmm. you. And you are now being brought into this through me, through my work. You're being brought into this loving relationship with the Father himself, Mm -hmm. so be assured of his love for you. Mm. And it's really, this is the way God has reconciled us to himself, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. Is that he gives his son who goes to the cross, is raised again for us, and then we are brought to the Father and into this uh, relationship of love with the Father.
0: Right. Well, it's a familial relationship. He's our Father. We're his children. Yes. And that's that glorious truth of adoption.
1: That's the glorious truth of adoption. Yeah, yeah. which
0: is, uh, so I uh, just to, to, to jump off that for a moment, because I think that that's where, if you want to know how God feels about you, the the doctrine of adoption is wonderful mm. to meditate on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I've shared this before or shared it with you. There's a quote that I heard somebody say. It was a, like a paraphrase of, I think it was uh, oh, Thomas Brooks, the Puritan who made a statement about adoption and he said, um, God put forth his son, not because we, he needed, uh, sons, but because we needed a father. Hmm. Right. So when you think about that, uh, he, cause he already had a son in Jesus, mm-hmm. but we needed a father yeah. and that's that truth of adoption. And so, and that goes all to this aspect of God loving us. Yeah. I totally butchered that quote, but no, so you get the effect.
1: The idea, the effect of it. Yeah, no, that's good. It's true.
0: So, glorious truths.
1: Yeah. And then in John seventeen twenty three, of course, Jesus prays. He's praying to the Father, and he says, I and them, that is my disciples, you and me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. Now, here's the most powerful, I think one of the most powerful statements in all of the Bible. Hmm. We are to be so assured of the love of the father for us is that the love that he had for the son is the love he has for us. Now, how is that? How is that? (laughs) You know, it sounds almost like you shouldn't say it. It's one of those statements that like, I don't even think I should say this, but it's Jesus said it. Okay, so our love from the father is just so assured throughout the scriptures and the cross was the um, the demonstration of that. The father sending the son. Why? It was love for those he planned to save. Right. It is this unique you know the love for those he's going to bring into his family and you mentioned that idea of adoption Mm. and i was going to bring in ephesians 1 with this too yeah Yeah. because paul says in ephesians 1 3 blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ who has blessed us in christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places then he lists those blessings right even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him and then here it is in love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will so it was in and not arbitrarily yeah. or it wasn't indifferently hmm. that he did this he did this in love and he predestined us for adoption right so that we could be sons right. through the Son, right? right, in the it, work of the Son.
0: That's what he's saying right there in verse 5, right? This is according to the purpose of his will. He yeah. willed that this would happen, right? Yes. It wasn't accidental. It was like, right. oh, well, I guess my wrath is appeased, and these people, you know, like yes. he he has eternally purposed to adopt us as sons.
1: Yeah. This, if you were to say why did he do this, it was his will. Yeah. Because he wanted to. Yeah. He wanted to bring you into his family. Right. Right. And so this whole um, redemptive plan mm-hmm. was before the foundation of the world right. to bring us as sons, yeah. daughters, daughters if you will, into Indeed. the family of God with he as his father. So, and, which, but he, and he did it in love.
0: Which leads to verse 6, because you go, though, well, why would he do this? Well, so that his grace would be praised, right? Yes. To the praise of his glorious grace. That's right. Boom, that's it, right? It There's ends
1: that. with us praising him forever, right? right. In his glorious grace. That's yeah. right. So I just wanted to make some clarification here. Maybe I had said some of those things, but um, again, like I said, those these could have been... Uh, Entire sermons yeah. in themselves, <laughs> right? And um, but I just feel like we we need to keep going a little bit in yeah. in Romans, and um, and so we'll be moving on to chapter four, but we don't want to miss that. Especially, I'm thinking too, like the love of God is not mentioned in these verses, mm, right? Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And as I keep reminding everybody in Romans three, and as we're going through, this was a letter that was written by Paul that would have been read in a sitting. Okay. So as mm-hmm, Paul's imagining, mm-hmm. like his arguments are going to keep building. So he didn't think that you would be talking necessarily about the cross in verse chapter three, and it wouldn't be till several months later now. Right. You're talking about the love of God and sending right. Christ to die for us. Right. Yes. So I like to, when we're going through Romans, I like to kind of, you know, look forward and get previews of what's coming. Yep. So that, We're making the connections quicker. Yeah.
0: That makes sense. Makes sense. Okay, good. Anything else? Nope. Cool. Well, we hope this conversation has been helpful for you today. Our goal is to help the people of Calvary Bible Church follow Christ by becoming better readers and students of the Bible. If you're not a part of our church, our hope and prayer is that our conversations will help you love the scriptures more and serve your local church better. We always love to hear from you. So if you're a part of our church, you can always just come up and talk to us or send us a text, give us a phone call. Or if you're outside our church, send us an email at thecalvarycast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. At Calvary, we exist for the glory of God the good of his people, and the Great Commission. So until next time.